Hey, I'm Bella, and welcome to the Girls Talk Math podcast. I'm Camille. I'm Liz. And I'm Liz. During Girls Talk Math, our group has been studying RSA cryptography over the course of two weeks. In the study of cryptography, we learned about modular arithmetic and primes. Cryptography is used to write and solve codes. The first sign of cryptography were the hieroglyphics carved into walls of tombs in the Old Kingdom of Egypt in 19,000 BCE. OSA was greatly influenced by the work done by the Indian mathematician Indulata Shukla. Shukla completed her Master's of Science in Mathematics degree in 1966 and later earned her doctoral degree in Jabalpur University. She was a mathematics professor at Jabalpur University for over 30 years in India. In addition to being a successful mathematician, Indulata published a book called Number Theory and its Applications to Cryptography. She received the Lifetime Achievement Award from Arista Mathematical Society in 2015 for her book. She's a life member of both American Mathematical Society and the Indian Mathematical Society. Sadly, we weren't able to find a lot of information about Sukla, so we decided to throw in our own personal experiences, how much mathematics go hand-in-hand with cryptography, and the two main types of cryptography. Cryptography is a very advanced language. Instead of having to remember such things as drawings, you have to recall math equations that you previously learned to encrypt and decrypt code. Now, instead of handwritten code, we use extremely advanced machines to decrypt and encrypt messages with the help of something called a cipher. A cipher is used to secure communication. A cipher is a method of transforming text to hide its meaning. Examples of cryptography in everyday life are things like digital signatures and secure network communication. Cryptography is also used while wiring money from your phone to a bank account. It's even used in Bitcoin. Okay, to be honest, if I had a Bitcoin for every time someone tried to explain Bitcoins to me, I'd have an abundant <laughs> amount of Bitcoins. <laughs> True, and have no idea what to do with them. <laughs> so that's how we're protected from people like hackers, all because of a small piece of code. Yep, and that small piece of code is actually massive. It's made of at least millions of other small lines of code. Usually, the ciphers are being updated daily, so cryptography becomes more and more secure. This is commonly seen in two different forms, symmetric and asymmetric encryption. Symmetric encryption is used to take data and scramble it to make it unreadable. Then, it's unscrambled to make it clear again. This action is called decryption. Symmetric encryption is also used to encrypt computers and device storage, creating a secure channel between two networks. Asymmetric encryption is basically the same as symmetric encryption, but a different key is used for the ends. One of the main differences is that asymmetric encryption is primarily used for software updates, some examples being phones and laptops. When I first signed up for this topic, I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. I thought it was going to be a simple code, something like Scratch. I think we all thought that. Turns out this whole thing is much more complex than putting blocks together, but I've learned a lot. If you were to look up a list of famous cryptographers, almost all of them would be men. But if you look at the female cryptographers, there's a variety of women from different backgrounds and races. I think one of the reasons why we can't find a lot of female cryptographers these days may be due to the abundance of them belonging to the World War II era. That makes sense. Yeah. 
What are your experiences while learning cryptography? Well, over the two weeks of learning cryptography, I wouldn't consider pursuing it as a career. But it was an interesting topic to research about, especially learning about a colored woman taking a job in a subject that is mostly male-driven. Honestly, cryptography is a pain. Having to remember all these equations and then applying it to code to make it into a function was just so hard and confusing at first. But I think it got easier for me when I started getting more explanation from our mentor, Xiao Wei. I totally agree. My notebook is filled with a cluster of notes. My folder is basically ruined, and I have notepads everywhere as we speak. But everything was still really fun after all the stress passes. What about you, Bella? To be honest, at the start of this camp, I hated math. Over these two weeks, I definitely have grown grown more fond of it than I initially was. Okay, I have a joke for everyone to light up the mood. Oh no, not one of your stupid jokes that nobody can decipher. Okay, two cryptographers walk into a bar. <laughs> nobody else has a clue what they're talking about. I don't get it. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> what do you all think were some of the challenging parts of it all? Well, I experienced a lot of imposter syndrome, which we discussed at the beginning of the week. I doubted our group a lot, to be honest. I didn't think we were going to understand anything about the topic. We should explain what imposter syndrome is. So, imposter syndrome is when you mentally doubt yourself and say things like, oh, I'm not smart enough for this, or I'll never be good as this person. Everyone experiences it at least once in their life. Heck, I bet Angelata experienced it. Good explanation, Bella. Everything we learned was very difficult. Arithmetic was harder for me than anything. Yeah, especially prime factorization. I felt great after I figured out the problem. When you figure out something so hard and realize that you're really smart for figuring it out, I think everyone will feel good about it. What's that feeling called? When you experience excitement. Euphoria. That's what. That's a great word for it, too. I still think it's crazy that not a lot of women are studying or taking a job in cryptography. Like, when we looked up female cryptographers, we only found four, which is insane. Well, there might be more. They probably just don't have a record. Either that or their records were lost. Hmm, that's a shame. It would have been exciting to find more information on female cryptographers, which is why I'm kind of glad we found Indulata. Not only is she a cryptographer, but she's gotten a bunch of achievements. Which is really amazing and really, really inspiring. In 1987, she had a forced foreign visit to Canada to teach a lecture for students. She was also invited to places like Switzerland, the U.S., Japan, and China for conferences like the ICM, the International Congress of Mathematicians, which took place in Japan. She has been given a lot of praise for her work. Which is one of the main reasons why she has been to so many places. Imagine being invited to go to somewhere like Switzerland just to teach and share your inputs at conferences. May I mention, while being paid. That's so crazy. It's pretty rare to do something that you love while making money. I wonder what she's doing now. She's 74, retired, and living in India. She has traveled to multiple places, gotten a ton of awards, and yet she's still not as well-known as she should be. That's a good question. Maybe she's still traveling, just for the fun of it. Or maybe she's teaching in schools. If only we spoke Bengali, we could have watched that interview, interview she did. 
There's a lot going on. Google Translate didn't help us either. <laughs> oh, we almost forgot to mention Azal. Azal was another one of our group members and helped out a lot. The whole entire group and our mentor helped me because I really couldn't understand anything. I think it's safe to say we all grown at least a little. Yeah, that's true. I think I've learned to respect math more. What do you mean? I mean, I thought math was only like one plus two or common divisors and stuff. But math is a really big deal. Math is involved in coding, Wi-Fi networks, and a lot more that we use on a daily basis. Think of it, without math, we wouldn't have Netflix, Instagram, Snapchat, or YouTube. The whole reason we have those things are because of coding and math. Whoa, that was deep. <laughs> well, that's all to really talk about today. Thanks for listening this fall. And that's our podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>